your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. It is the Steelers Blitz on SNR, having some fun on a Victory Monday. Wesley Euler with the best co-host in the business, Arthur Motes. And we now have a new co-sack leader in NFL history. T.J. Watt ties Michael Strahan. Yeah, but T.J. hasn't been to space, though. Ties Michael Strahan's NFL sack record. <sighs> Motsi, hey, you know, I'm sure him and all of Steeler Nation, we, we'd like him to stand atop that mountain alone. But uh, pretty still, still dang impressive what your former teammate was able to accomplish this year. I think... Specifically, a lot of people say, oh, new, you know, new 17-game season, 17-game season. And he missed a lot of time this year. Um, his numbers, you know, if you break them down on a per-game basis, are very <clears throat> impressive. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, it is impressive. It is monumental. It is record-breaking or setting in this mm-hmm. vein. Don't get it twisted just because it was a tie. And now all of a sudden we're going to look at it and poo-poo it. Not at all. 22 and a half sacks. That's legendary. 22 and a half Big sacks. numbers. It's a record for a reason. Big it lasted. numbers. Think about when the last time we saw Michael Strahan play. Okay? Been over a decade. The, the record has lasted that long for a reason. J.J. Mm-hmm. Watt couldn't touch it. Aaron Donald couldn't touch it. Von Miller couldn't touch it. Demarcus Ware couldn't touch it. It's a lot of Hall Julius of Famers you Peppers just mentioned. A lot touch of Hall it. of Famers you, you just mentioned. You want me to keep going? James Harrison couldn't touch it. Joey Porter couldn't touch it. Jared Allen couldn't touch it. You want me to keep? I can keep. Going. Miles Garrett couldn't Terrell touch Suggs it. Terrell Suggs couldn't touch it. Elvis Dumerville couldn't touch it. We could keep going. Some good football players you so, just mentioned So when there. you talk about the significance <laughs> some good football players you just mentioned there. 22 and a half and in the manner in which he did it in terms of, like you said, he's missed multiple games. He's missed time. Extremely impressive. Extremely impressive. Sacks and bunches knowing also that, hey, you're going to be the guy that's getting doubled. You're going to be the guy that's going to get the attention. But yet and still, he found a way. And it was frustrating because, you know, he he had multiple opportunities where we felt as if he did break it in for various reasons. Those sacks didn't count. And it's frustrating. But at the same time, it's just sometimes it's how it goes. Yes. But I don't want it to feel like a negative because it was just a tie. Because to even tie it now, your name is forever etched in stone. Correct. When they speak of this record. Correct. They can no longer say 22 and a half just being Michael Strahan. They will have to always include TJ as well. Mm. And that, to me, screams. That speaks volumes. And now I'm just looking forward to next season that, hey, okay, if you did this in X amount of time, well, what if you get a full offseason? Because remember, he did not have an offseason. He had the contract situation, no OTAs, no mini camp, no training camp. So now, what happens when he has the full offseason to get his body prepared and he doesn't have to deal with growing injury all season long? Mm-hmm. What happens, you know, when he when he's able to get his body back to the conditioning that he is accustomed to it being where we're used to seeing him play every single game? Full go, four quarters. I expect that record to officially be broken very soon. And that, to me, is the next part. That's the building part. But what I also will say is this, man. I thought he did yesterday. Not only was it historic in terms of tying the record, but I also feel like that would solidify him in terms of the Defensive Player of the Year award as well. Agreed. Especially when you look at what the guys in contention, in competition with him, what they did or did not do. 
I think that that did catapult him as well. So for me, man, I'm just extremely excited about him. But what I want to ask you, though, is do you feel like he was robbed? Huh. In terms of That's funny, saw, I wanted your opinion on that too. We've gotten some tweets, like May mm-hmm. tweets us, you know, wondering if there's any chance that they could go back. I and, want to ask you, how do you feel about it? Should they? Do you feel like they have a case on any of them? And you know, is it worth it to you? Is it worth it? I think sure. Um, because I didn't know how some, you know how some people feel like when Strahan wanted the manner in which he wanted. Ah, oh, doesn't feel the same. So if you were to get it on a technicality of them going back and reviewing something and changing it, is that the same? You know what? It would. I'm going to really split hairs here. Mm-hmm. If it was coming from the NFL mm-hmm. versus if the Steelers are petitioning the league to take a look at it. Okay. Does that make sense? It does. Like if the if you know if the NFL offices in New York City say, hey, like. Yeah, we realize this is Baltimore, and the statisticians right. there aren't going to give them the benefit of the doubt. We think that that should have been ruled a sack. That's different to me than if the Steelers petition the league to look at it. Well, it's an uh, independent person they use, actually. It is an yeah. independent person. That it's is like Elias, Elias, Elias Sports, Sports Bureau. Yeah. I don't know what kind of timeline that would be on if, if something like that is going to happen. Mm. Typically, if they review it, it would be on a Tuesday, and we would get the results by like a Thursday. If I'm being honest with you, I'm torn on that play because which play though the 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 first the first sack that got taken away well the one that we thought was a sack and okay. he reacted to in the moment mm-hmm. that they ruled as an aborted play correct I can kind of see that I can, like I I honestly can you know mm-hmm. uh, Hunley falls on the ball and he kind of looks around and he misses TJ and he ki- tries to get up and, and TJ punches the ball like I I can see that being not ruled as a sack. I know that there was uh, some other questionable ones within the course of the game where mm-hmm. people thought TJ could have gotten a half sack here. And it's a lot of it's a lot of splitting of hairs. I do think though, like I, it, it wouldn't poo-poo it for me if Elias Sports Bureau does come back and say, yeah, yeah. he should have had an extra half sack or he should have had an extra sack. I. You know, it's like when you see in baseball. Remember, like, a decade ago, this is the first thing that came to mind. Like, Armando Galarraga in the perfect game that wasn't. Okay. How Jim Joyce got the call wrong. Like, he should have had that pitcher mm-hmm. from, from Detroit. Should have had the perfect game. The the umpire missed the call at first base, clearly. And then he came out after the game and cried and apologized and said I was wrong. But Major League Baseball didn't go back and change it to a perfect game. Correct. I don't know if I'm that prideful. <laughs> like if I, like if I, I think that guy should have the perfect game. I right. think TJ should have the record if he has the record. Yeah. I don't need official mistakes to stand like that. Right. Um, but I'm also not sitting here today screaming at the NFL saying, "Oh, you need to review that. You need to look at it." But you, you tell me how you feel yeah. on this one. Um, from my perspective, the NFL. I mean, just my, like, knee jerk in the moment they got it right. And this is just a couple of reasons why the. Uh, I thought he had the best case for the Cam Hayward play, right, where him and Cam got the sack together. Yes. That was the one. It, I that mean, was the half sack. Yeah, that would have been the sack. But it got nullified because of the helmet-to-helmet. I mean, you slow it down, you watch it at full speed. I mean, however you want to look at it, Cam hits the dude in the helmet. I mean, I mean, head and neck area. You know what I mean? It's no different. I mean, we complain about these calls if there was going to be hit on our quarterback like that or if we hit another quarterback like that's just – what the NFL is. I right was now. not as outraged by that as everybody yeah. else was. So, Again, I, I I don't love it, right, but, I mean, I, that's but that's what the, that's NFL, what the NFL, is NFL is right, right now. now. That's yeah. what it is. Um, if they wouldn't have called that, every Baltimore person exactly. would be on. Well, if if that was Lamar, it's just because it's a backup. He's not getting the call. Exactly. It, every 
quarterback wants that call. Every team wants that call. So I don't fault that. The um the beginning play though, I feel like because we understood he's going for the record, anything behind the line of scrimmage, we were gonna say it was a sack. Because we knew about the record, the commentators, what's the first thing they say? Oh, he's got the sack. The reason why they view that or rule it as an aborted play is could you tell if that was a draw or not? No. I mean, if, if you're being realistic, it, 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 was, mean, it was literally a, a muff it, snap from the start. It's identical to a draw. You can't tell. In terms of the pass, the O-line is pass blocking. Yep. Receivers are going out, but it's empty backfield set. Yep. Does Baltimore run Those QB quarterback draw draws? Absolutely. Out of empty sets? Absolutely. O-line pass blocking? Because he gets the rush of the rush. <laughs> is a quarterback draw a pass play or a run play? It is a run play. But could it look like a pass play at first? It certainly could. But it's definitely a run play, right? It's definitely a run play, and I'm no football genius, but I know you can't have a sack on a run play. Okay. So <laughs> the reason why they rule some of these plays like that when the snap from, I mean, the instant the ball hit the dude's butt, it went right to the ground. You got to rule it as a boarded play because you just don't know what it was. So when you're trying to give this guy a sack because we understand the record and we want to really do whatever it can to get that, it can begin to dilute a lot of other non-sack plays like that as well where it was a, ex- sure. a miss of an exchange sure. of handoff, right? So say quarterback was under center. He went to, you know, it was a back behind him, fumbles a snap, running back was going to the right. Not necessarily a run play, but it was a play-action pass. He could have been faking that and bootlegging out. Mm. Should that have been a sack? We just don't know. Yeah, but there's to, a lot of gray area right, there. Right, so I to, can see to that. avoid the the hypothetical, the speculation, the quote-unquote gray area, that's why he's ruled as an aborted play because it could have been anything. And we just never got a chance to see it. Yeah. But because of the moment, because of, you know, we want the sack so bad and we want to get the record so bad for him, that's why yes. everything just pointed yes. to that being a sack. But that's no different than the preseason when we fumbled a jet sweep handoff. It's like, man, we just don't know what this play was going to be. Was it a pass or a run? We don't know. It was a a, a muffs exchange out the gun. That's all. Now, let me ask you this, because I think you're right. That like that's the one that everyone it feels like is focusing on. But but you mentioned the the Cam Hayward, the what would have been the half sack there with TJ and Cam that that got called a personal foul roughing the passer. Am I wrong in thinking that like those those should still count as half sacks? Say it again now. So Cam and TJ on the mm-hmm. um the 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 what oh, would have been the half foul. sack yeah. the personal foul mm-hmm. the personal foul negates the sack correct I don't know if I agree with that because it's still it's still a half sack by TJ and by Cam it was just also roughing the passer and that should be in four like you, you get what I'm saying uh I, you're, you're you're trying to fudge the rules because it's benefiting our player the reason sure. why is because okay when you start counting it like that you're still going to be able to count the sack yardage in certain instances, and now we're just going to count for, oh, okay, we're just going to take this much off of that, right, because the penalty part. but Because you're, you're saying you still want to count the sack, so you would still have to count Correct, that yardage. but then it's 15 yards because right. an automatic first down because, pers- yeah. well, in that situation, half the distance, half to, distance the goal, to the goal. But. Yeah, but the, to me, I just the rules have always been that way. If yeah. you have yeah. a penalty, it negates the play. We can't change the rule because we're trying to break a record because then we're going to start – diluting what a record actually is that's why records are what they are they're extremely hard to break in some instances and sometimes a lot has to go right for you i mean it's unfortunate but that is the rule because now we're talking about all right are we going to change it if you get a sack even if it is a penalty okay 
do we still count this catch if it is no, a yeah, P.I. I, 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 I totally get, I, I get what you're you saying. You see what I mean? Like, you just open up that can of worms, and I get why we're, you know, talking about it. But that is the cause and effect of us doing that. If we go that sure. route, it can get real messy at times. Yeah, and there's not another, like, I'm trying to think, there's not another direct parallel. Yeah. Like, I could say... You know, if a if a running back has a twelve yard run, but and it was a gets, hold ability. Then, I don't know. Well, I guess that's a little different because the hold was probably directly related to the twelve yard run. Like, but could you say that Cam and TJ still had a sack there? Cam just hit him. Could you say that Cam hitting him high was a part of the reason why they got the sack? I don't think so. But could if you Cam make hits a case, him in the chest, if but Cam could you hits make a, him, could you make a case? Oh, though? I could make a case, and that's yeah. all I'm saying. If, yeah, if but I have the ability to make a case of well, how much did it affect it? Like that if goes a, back to if, that. If, if Najee runs for a 12-yard game okay. and then gets blasted out of bounds, mm-hmm. he still gets the 12-yard game, right? Right. Plus the 15 right. for, but, for the but late But he hit. didn't commit the penalty, though. It's, a, it's, if, a good, it's if true. If his old lineman committed a penalty, they're taking That's that yard. That's what I mean. There's no, real, there's no real yeah. like and like right. a, because, example for this. Because it's unique Cam was in that the one who made the, the, who right. made the issue. Right. If it was right. an issue from the old lineman, then you count the sack and you got the yardage part right there, like how you were recommending, but... You can't penalize. You can't reward the guys that made the penalty as well because essentially that's what you're doing by giving them the sack. Hey, we're gonna get the yard shoot though. It's like nah, you can't have it both ways. Like that's a penalty, and that's the part. Like I said, it sucks. It definitely sucks. Yeah, it, no, it makes it, sense. It makes sense. And if you teach, you got to hit up Cam. Like, bro, what what were you doing? Man? Yeah, just hit him. Hit him six inches for, lower. For, for, first off, Cam. Six inches Cam, lower. Cam, I low key would have had him hey, by myself. I think TJ would have okay? had him. I would have had him. you. Were now thirsty. Hundley might have thrown that one out of the back of the end he, zone, he was but but he was you, a little. You, you was a little thirsty. thirsty. You know, he was a little thirsty. So technically, TJ would have had it anyways. But that was just kind of like my thought process with it. Like I said, it's unfortunate, and I wish we could bend the rules like that because you want to see him win it outright versus tying it. But at the same time, tying it is still an awesome feat in itself. Oh, it absolutely is. And Julie tweets here, and this is a good point. After the you know the Cam Hayward penalty on what would have been the half sack for TJ, that would have, if not called, would have taken the defense off the field, and therefore TJ would not have gotten his full sack. Correct. In that same sequence. Very true. So it's a good point by Julie. I mean, it's a lot that goes in these particular it's plays. So it worked in these out games. for TJ, right. I guess, in the long run, and in, in, in yeah. that specific sequence. Correct. Because if it was just a, a half, then. He doesn't even tie the and record. he doesn't even tie the record. Right. Oh, all right. I'm going to walk back you everything see, I just you see, said. You see how it works? It's crazy how this works at times, man. All right, Motsi. I've blabbed too long. You know, this is we're supposed to be going in the class. I know everyone's got their pencils and their papers. And we, we obviously needed to take some time here to talk about TJ Watt. But I'm sure that's going to be part of the lecture today. The good, the bad, the ugly, everything that transpired yesterday. Who better to break it down with five points as always than Professor Motes here. On a Monday. Professor, the floor is yours. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, on this Victory Times Super Wild Card Week Monday. <sighs> Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. First thing I want to say is execution under pressure. Hmm. And I want to point out a particular player, a veteran player, a player that we thought was potentially his last time putting on that jersey. Well, I know where this is going. But in turn, it turns out that he's going to get at least one more opportunity. And I'm talking about Ben Roethlisberger. Some of the throws that he was able to make in that fourth quarter to lead the go-ahead drive. Impressive. You talk about the overtime. The throw that he makes to Pat Firemuth on the sideline, the out, the deep out. I mean, Pat is draped in coverage. 
You talk about ball placement, you talk about anticipation, confidence, velocity, and trusting your receiver. Man, all of that was on display. Mm -hmm. And it's beautiful because this has been what Ben has evolved to this season. Two to three quarters of average to maybe below average play. And they're going to give you one quarter, maybe a little bit of overtime of just got to have it pinpoint surgeon-like play. And that's what we got yesterday. <laughs> but that's the difference, though, because when you watch on the other side, Tyler Huntley, you can see the inexperience. You can see the lack of confidence. You can see the indecisiveness and in how it ultimately cost him on his two potential scoring drives because he was able to move the ball, but that was the difference, the confidence in which they operated with under Huntley compared to the confidence in which we operated with under Ben. Correct. It was night and day. Regardless of what had transpired throughout the game, it was night and day in those moments. And that's the thing that with seven, you always have a chance, especially in a season like now where you face all type of quarterbacks, right? I mean, you talk about Tyler Huntley. That's not the guy that any of us anticipated seeing this season. You know, we, we, we faced the full gamut of guys in terms of the best of the best. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. Aaron Rodgers. And, and, and then you face, like I said, some just run-of-the-mill, who are these guys at Baker times? Mayfield. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it gets kind of crazy at times, man. But all those things being uh, considered, though, you still have to execute. You still have to make those defining plays. These are why Ben is viewed as how he is, a future Hall of Famer, because even when the large majority of his skills have diminished, he still can be laser-like focused and be yes. that guy in those gotta-have-it crunch time situations to yep. give your team a chance to win. So execution under pressure is the first thing that I want to talk about. Hey, you know what they say about pressure? It either bursts pipes or it makes diamonds. Yeah, I always wonder how can I make my pipe into a diamond. If that's the case, I it's just because you know we could make some we could make just, some quick cash. I'm just saying. I mean, if it doesn't burst, then it'll be a diamond. Just, make some you know, quick cash. Just trying to make them work together. But anywho, anywho, let's go to number two. The second point that I want to talk about is proving the doubters wrong. Mm. And I'll raise my hand because I was a doubter in this situation. Yeah, hand up. I mean, I'm <laughs> but, not, I ain't too proud to admit it. But wait a minute, though. Not in the vein that a lot of people are thinking. A lot of people are probably saying, oh, you're probably talking about this team making it to the playoffs. And I ain't even talking about that. I'm talking about Ray Ray McLeod. Ooh. And not Ray Ray McLeod, the special teams player. Not Ray Ray McLeod, the return man. I'm talking Ray Ray McLeod, the receiver. <clears throat> a lot of us have complained about Ray Ray's usage in terms of, his targets at times we feel like, man, they view him as a focal point versus a Deontay versus a Claypool or even a James Washington in certain instances. But the one thing that Ray Ray McLeod continues to do is catch the ball. <laughs> he continues to win at the line of scrimmage and make timely catches. We saw last week against Cleveland, he had the big catch at the end of the game. We saw this week two monster catches, monster catches, taking a shot on one of them as well. But Ray Ray McLeod continues to prove the doubters wrong, continues to prove the people that he's, hey, man, you can't play in the slot. You're playing too much in the slot. You're not, you know, productive enough. He continues to find a way. He continues to help this team be productive on offense. And to me, man, I just want to tip my cap to him because that's not easy to do. No, it is not. Especially when you're playing in Pittsburgh. We know the expectations. We know the talent that surrounds you. You got a thousand-yard receiver on one end. You got a guy that's flirting with a thousand on the other side. I mean, it's not easy. 
But yet, and still, he comes in and he produces. He just does what he's supposed to do, man. So I definitely want to give him a shout-out for that as well, proving the doubters wrong, including myself. Because, like I said, I've been on record a couple times now. Just, hey, man, we, we, we throw it to him a lot, a lot, a lot. But yesterday, he continued to reward this team, reward Ben as well, man. So shout-out to Ray Ray McLeod. Uh, no, I love that. Throughout the season, in the course of that game, on in the, in the course of the final drive, uh, redemption has a name, yeah. and it is Ray Ray. Good for him. Because you know what? If that wasn't the case, a lot of people would be talking about that drop today. And, and, mm -hmm. and he wasn't the only one who had too many drops, but that one loomed large to get yeah. the Steelers into field goal range and all that. Good for Ray Ray. Stay in the right headspace. Stay in the right headspace and just make the next play. When you make a mistake, all you can do is, next play, is make the next play. You can't have next it back. Play. Make the next play. And that's what he did, and that's a big reason why the Steelers won. Hey, honestly, man, that's something that we should all take on in life as well, man. You make a mistake, yo, next play. Control what you can control, man. Don't let that thing just sit there and let that one mistake become two mistakes, become five mistakes, and multiply it. Nah, man, get up out that hole, mm -hmm. baby. Get up out that hole. But the third thing I want to do, I got I to gotta keep it positive today, all right? Because I'm feeling real happy right now. Can I give somebody his flowers, please? Give them. Somebody from my hometown, the oh, 757. Oh, okay, okay. Somebody that's come in the league and since taking over as head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers in his first 15 seasons, never had a losing season. A guy that, with all the doubt, all the adversity this season, still found a way to lead his team to the playoffs. Can we just talk about Coach Tomlin for a second, please? I mean, in the sense that, was the D.C. yesterday, and we saw the way the defense looked. Large part of the success yesterday for this team. I mean, for me, Coach Tomlin continues to just stand out. He continues to exceed expectations in certain avenues. I know we talk Super Bowls, and I get that, and that is what we hold these coaches by in terms of how we evaluate them, but we're also going to evaluate them on what they do on a per-season basis, per-game basis, and for me, man, seeing what Coach Tom has been able to do this season, especially down the stretch when every single thing pointed to him and this team giving up, but yet and still, here they are in the playoffs. I mean, for me, man, like I said, just had to give him his little appreciation moment right here as we took y'all into the classroom. I love it. You know, you a lot of times we talk about how, you know, your compliments should be as loud as your criticism. Mm -hmm. I think that you just walked that walk, partner. Well, you know, I try to do it both ways, right? When I went back for Ray Ray, had to spin the block, let him know, hey, man, Ray Ray, you know what? That's that Buffalo one. Yeah, I appreciate you, baby. <laughs> All right? <laughs> and then Coach T, oh, you're from the crib, so you know I had to come back and give you some love as well. Of course. Of course. But now can I talk about my, my the guy that I saw when he first walked into this league? And uh, now... Is this point number three? Ah, uh, no, this is point number four. Point number four. four. Okay, you know, I'm not, you know I'm not good at math. It's okay, man. But TJ Watt, or is it how you like to call him? Uh, Trent Jordan Watt. There it is. Listen, when he's playing there like this, he, no one no one puts TJ into a corner, there all right? There it is. I don't want him to get lumped. Like you said, his brother JJ, yeah. he's had a very nice yeah. career. He's never done what TJ, you know, I don't want to get lumped in. Trent Jordan Thank Watt. Thank you. He deserves to have that full pronunciation. Yes, TJ Watt. Not to be confused with TJ Ward, okay? <laughs> But 22 and a half sacks, oh my gosh. As a, That's a huge number. Listen, as a pass rusher, as a pass rusher snob, in terms of like, I only like certain rushers. I don't like every rusher. I don't, you know, because it's one of the things like, you know how it is. You're in, the, you're in the radio business. I am. Now that you're in this thing and you do it at a high level, 
you only like to listen to certain people. You're not going to just listen to the running of the mill. Even if somebody else might be like, oh, that guy's gay. You're like, nah, he ain't like that. <laughs> when yeah. I watch, it, it's the truth. So when I watch my pass rushes, it takes a lot for me to get excited. I'm like, sure. nah, sure. he ain't like that. You only like the cream of the crop. T.J. Watt is like that. Yes, he is. I mean, can we just talk about the development of that dip rush that we're seeing all of a sudden now? A lot more so initially it was what? He would create the dip off of the fake bull, the shadow bull. He would show two hands, then swipe the hands down and rip around. That was the J.J. Watt. We say, oh, man, you, we could tell. You rush just like your brother. That's his move. That's your move. Then we start seeing him, you know, do a little bit of long arm stuff. But this... I'm going to take you to, to the 13th floor, cool. and then I'm going to drop you down to the ground level. It's, it's unbelievable. Oh, it really, it's my unbelievable. gosh. It's unbelievable. Like, that's the move. And, and I can tell you firsthand, when we were here in Pittsburgh, I remember TJ's rookie year. We would always talk about me, TJ, Bud, and Debo. We would call that the Von Miller. Because it was like Von, was, Von and Khalil were probably the only guys that were doing that. In terms of that full-speed get-off, sitting here running high, chest-to-chest, chest, and then it could just drop. The speed and the power like, combined with the finesse as well. That is nuts. Yeah. That is nuts. It's crazy. It's crazy. And TJ has added that to his repertoire. Uh, a move that you thought, hey, man, we're not going to see that from TJ, you know. Or we, he's a finished product. Not at all. This guy continues to grow and develop. This guy continues to be hungry, to be more successful. And that is a big reason why he was able to do what he did this season. And this is on the hills of him having, what, the largest contract, right, in Steelers history in terms of non-quarterbacks, things like that. I mean, everything could have pointed to him in terms of just taking it off, right, taking his foot off the gas, easing up. But he's done the opposite to the tune of 22 and a half. Mm -hmm. I mean, 22 and a half sacks. Like, dude, that is <laughs> it's just nuts, nuts. But shout out to my man T.J. Watt. Or it's like, how you like to say? Trent Jordan. What? There it is. There it is. You love it. You love it. You love it. And Mr. Wesley Euler, the last point that I'm going to have before I let all y'all out of class today. Yes, one more, Professor, before we go. Now, y'all know I'm a sneakerhead. Y'all know I love my shoes. I got a lot of shoes. I got a, that's, that's a problem I have. But, Wes, it is time for you, me, and all the Steeler Nation to get our dancing shoes, baby. Because <laughs> we go and dancing. We end up playing. Hey. You get your hey. new shoes. We got to have hey. it. And I can't wait. Hey. Oh, yeah, baby. Get your dancing shoes because we are in the playoffs. And once you get into dance, baby, anything can happen. This is the single elimination tournament, as Coach Tomlin likes to call it. And we know that, hey, man, we're in a division, the AFC, where anything can happen right now. Yeah. So just hold on to your butts because it's going to be a wild and wacky ride, but we are in it. We have our golden ticket, and I am ecstatic about it. So quick recap before we go, you know, and let y'all up out of this class. First one is execution under pressure, like my man Ben Roethlisberger did in the fourth quarter in overtime yesterday. The second point, got to prove the doubt is wrong. What Ray Ray McLeod did as a wide receiver, as a wide receiver, whew, Clutch, catch, and resilience. Had to love that. Third point, giving the man his flowers. Coach Tomlin, which you have done again. No losing seasons. Finding a way to get this team into the playoffs. I mean, unreal performance. Big time tip at the cap. And you moonlighted as the defensive coordinator yesterday. Shout out to you. Fourth point, just appreciating T.J. White and all of his greatness. Woo! 22 and a half of them big boy sacks. Whew. That's just unreal. Ties the single season sack record with 
Michael Strahan. Love to see it. And then the fifth and final point is get your dancing shoes, ladies and gentlemen, because we are going dancing. We are in the single elimination playoffs, and it is going to be a crazy, crazy ride. Yes, it is. Oh, Professor, I thought this was going to be our last class of the semester. Uh-oh. But we got at least one more next we week, baby. one more. Thanks as always, Professor, and we will talk to you next week. Let's go. Got to get to our final break. I've got, you know what, one more one more TJ Watt thing for you when we come back on the other side. Okay. And then we'll get to all the tweets, all the reaction. We've had a ton of it so far. Your last chance to get in on the conversation. Questions, comments, concerns, reactions at Wesley Euler at the Body 52. Duh. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR.